Before we get started, we'll give a little shout out to our sponsor, Strange Adornments. She creates these absolutely beautiful rope necklaces with bones and beads. They're fantastic. I own three. Her products are so amazing. They sell out very quickly and you have to be very fast when you get to her site. Find her at Strange Adornments on TikTok and Instagram, S-T-R-A-N-G-E-A-D-O-R-N-M-E-N-T-S. Beautiful work. I have several of her pieces. So if you're into strange, kind of dark, esoteric jewelry, check her out. The Devil's Dirt Star podcast was created for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings from the Devil's Dirt Star. A podcast for the esoteric and strange. So we got a heavy one today. We do. Um, Heavy and also parts of it will be heavily unserious but god i hope so yeah it's it, it is it is a we're changed our topics for this week to discuss something that is more current and that we feel like might be an important thing to discuss or just an interesting thing to discuss or a little bit of both and i guess before we get started we just want to clarify that you know so we will be talking about the um fire in Maui and about the conspiracy theories that have surrounded that and kind of the roots that may have started those conspiracy theories, which are based in some truth, but are, you know, ultimately still a conspiracy theory. And then, you know, ways that you can help and and be responsible and get involved if you want to. So at the end of the day, no matter what you believe, there's still a lot of people that need help. And we want to provide ways for everyone to get involved if you are able to and show your support, uh, regardless of whether you believe in dues or not. Yeah. Uh, well, I think <laughs> dues are something that can be believed in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it, okay. To clarify, whether or not you believe dues caused the fires yes. in Maui. To be and to clarify clear. for the uninitiated, a do is a directed energy weapon. Ermagerd Sturwurst. <laughs> <laughs> when you first brought this topic to my attention and like the Politifax version yes. of things, yeah. I was stunned. And the first thing that I was thinking about were EMPs, like those electromagnetic uh, waves that could hit the earth and cause power outages yeah. and all that stuff. That was really my only thing yeah. that I could compare it to other than Sturwurst. Sturwurst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you, if you know anything about Jews and have done any research on them, it is very Sturwurst. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, you know, laser weapons, pew pews. Um, yeah. Not nearly as sophisticated as Sturwurst that we know of yet and probably not related to what happened in Hawaii. Um, no. I think there are decades of other factors like, colonialism and climate change, you know, things that have been going around and causing a lot of problems globally for a long time. And I think that it is irresponsible maybe to ignore those factors for something that's more fantastical because you can still blame the government. You're allowed to do that. It doesn't necessarily mean they shot lasers onto Hawaii. I think that there are other things that you could, you know, 
I think it's a, a bit of Occam's razor yeah. in this case. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the most likely reason is probably the reason. Is, yeah. There have been fires, uh, significant fires across the Americas this year in, in general. I mean, Canada has been on fire for months and California. It's just become a seasonal thing now. There are insurance companies pulling out of California because of that. And I think we are starting to really see the significant effects of climate change, things that people have been heralding for decades and have been getting ignored over. And I think that I understand the desire to find something more um, maniacal, I guess, behind the causes, something more evil. And I think you don't need to create something. You don't need to say it was dues. It was, you can, you can go right into the most likely true factors that made this fire so tragic and it's still maniacal and evil and it doesn't need to involve lasers. It can just involve people prioritizing tourists and big corporations and the military over the native peoples of, of an area. And, and like always, you know, the, like we were saying before, the low income, the black, the indigenous, you know, these populations that are already kind of um, invisible to the world and, and who tend to experience the most injustice, um, injustice, the most suffering, they also are the ones who tend to contribute the least to the factors that cause these things. You know, they're the ones who, Entirely. they're not the ones who are causing climate change. They're not the ones who colonized Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I think that everything here is a little bit less sci-fi than yes. what people want to believe. And it's more capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. And, and believe me, the government absolutely does shady shit. And if, and hey, I, I did a lot of reading through the Government Accountability Office, which I find hilarious. Um, and just <laughs> the name alone. The name alone is a little ironic. Like, On the nose. I just, all right. Um, <laughs> but the, you know, the Government Accountability Office's information on dues, I think, is, is probably not entirely accurate, saying that they don't really know what the effects, the long term effects are on humans, as if I just have a hard time believing they haven't been of dues. Of dues. I have a hard time believing they haven't really studied that. I don't know that I believe that either. Yeah, I just, I mean, there's, so there's a direct quote when they're talking about the different kinds. So a direct energy weapon, uh, many different forms of of things. So, you know, they could be millimeter waves, high power microwave weapons, all sorts of different kinds of electromagnetics. And a direct quote from the government accountability office on this technology. And, you know, they really highlight they're using it as anti-drone technology. And I'm, I'm sure that that's, that's a, thing that they're using it for because we are reaching a point where we are going to be fighting wars without necessarily having people on the ground. It's going to be bought with technology and, um, independently powered, you know, remote technology, that kind of stuff. So it makes sense. I absolutely believe that we're going to have these weapons to combat that, but, um, that's not the only thing it's going to be used for. And this is, you know, when they're talking about the different types of electromagnetic energy that can be involved in a do, they say, for example, wavelength effects, what the directed energy can penetrate, such as metal or human skin. Oh my God. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, just Ew. like... Those are the two things? You know, metal or flesh. <laughs> Which, um, yeah. So it makes me think of like armor. Yeah. And, you know... Yeah. My skin. Yeah. And saying that they can use dues as either deterrence or as a destructive force. And, hmm. um, yeah, it's very interesting... It is something that I think it's fair to keep an eye on. And because, you know, any kind of technology, even if we say we're using it for defense, doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to be misused. I mean, look at the nuclear bomb. 
which was, I mean, tested in a way that significantly and unfairly impacted minorities. And, you know, they were testing near communities that did not have the appropriate protections. And I certainly don't believe in any way, shape or form that the government suddenly magically stopped doing that. You think they have a history of doing something for forever and like now, but they're not doing it now. They're certainly doing things now. I just don't think they're lighting Maui on fire. I think that water shortages (laughs) and lack of priority for the natives of the area. Yeah, there's a lot of things that have been going on for not just weeks or months, but probably years, decades that kind of led up to this moment being the perfect storm. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, as we were discussing earlier, Maui has been on a stage one water shortage since June of 2022. So limiting what people can use water for, and it is affecting areas that were significantly affected in the fires like Lahaina. Yeah. And there certainly was prioritization of, and, and I understand it is in many ways a tourist based economy, but there's a problem when that takes priority over the people who live there and it takes priority over the um, conservation of the environment there. And it's not responsible tourism. It's not, you know, it's prioritizing money over, over what's, it's not equitable. Yeah. You know, you can't leave your residence at a deficit so that you have enough water at the resorts for green grass. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And and so jumping a little bit into these conspiracy theories, um, I, I did, dive around some different sources. I read different blogs and and Reddit threads to kind of get into the mind of where this comes from. And I will say that, you know, this conspiracy theory is rooted in beliefs that I think are reasonable. It Mm -hmm. just overlooks, you know, it makes a very valid point and it could have stayed there. And that valid point would just be big business development. That's something that had a significant hand in this. Right. Um, But then they wanted to take it a step farther and then say they use laser weapons to fry Hawaii. And I just... I don't think you need, I don't think you need to go there. I think you can just say that there are bad actors involved, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the bad actors are like, I think that's just a step too far. Not that I don't think that they are willing to do horrific things. I just don't think that in this sense, it's a reasonable. I, I feel like, um, it's really sensational to say that it was. You've been watching too many, too many mission impossible movies. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot less sexy to say that it was because of capitalism and not utilizing resources correctly and having bad systems in place to protect your people yep. on an island. And ignoring the warning signs and the red flags and the calls from experts for fucking decades about climate change and what it's going to do. And they're very clear about climate change. One of the biggest things they always say is that places that are, um, Closer to the water, I, I can't think of the right term, but places like California and New York City and Hawaii Island communities that kind of like they're the ones who are going to experience the most suffering at the start of climate change. And that's exactly what we're seeing. So a lot of the causes, the whys that people are saying that the government used dues is, you know, big business development. They say that they want to get rid of the natives so they can develop more. And we are already seeing people trying to land grab. And again, I don't think that's proving that they use dues. It's proving that big business sucks. <laughs> well, they're trying to capitalize on a tragedy. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, yeah. and that's, that's, we always do that. Yeah, though. that's exactly. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to say that, the you know, I'm sure that there are, um, small politicians and natives in Hawaii who are going to fight valiantly to try and stop that from happening. And I'm also not going to pretend that the state of Hawaii itself is really going to try and stop it too hard because if they cared that much, this wouldn't have happened in the first place because they would have had more restrictions on, on, um, unethical tourism and 
corporations taking, you know, hotels and resorts, utilizing almost 50% of the water for Hawaii and then having residents be restricted on how much they can use and having lawns be dry and not enough water to fight. I mean, the power grid was also down, which affected their right. ability to use water. There's but a lot of factors. It but. sounds like there were a lot of issues there that mm-hmm. literally the power grid and that there were infrastructure problems with it. Yes. And that's why, you know, I think I saw something about the president donating like, I don't know, 75. I'd have to look it up, but like a very large amount of money specifically for that. Yes. Fix. Yes. Um, so they're giving, I don't know what this adds up to, but a $700 payment per household to try and offer relief during the time, right. which is fucking nothing, y'all. $700 is like, I mean, that's not even, that's nothing these days. $700 is going to get you not even travel to get off the island, barely. No, like, that's not even like rent it's most not places. Rent. It's not, it's not a month's worth of groceries. Oh, especially if you have a family. now. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's really nothing. No. Um, there there was, um, I, I think he was trolling the conspiracy theorists a little bit. He did tweet something. He said. Wait, who? Biden. Or, oh. well, uh, probably not Biden himself. Probably well, his, you know. Whoever is running his social media. Right. I, I highly doubt that Biden himself is getting on Twitter. Well, not after the last one. No, not after the last <laughs> one. Or not, sorry, whatever X that trash heap it's become, Twitter has become. Um, but he or his aides, someone posted, were laser focused on getting aid to survivors, including critical needs assistance, a one-time $700 payment per household offering relief during an unimaginably difficult time. We have staff on the ground dedicated to helping survivors navigate the registration process. Okay. Laser focused. Yes. Okay. Because I have been um, a victim of this as well, <laughs> um, yeah. where I'm hearing about something a lot. And language used surrounding it, I accidentally like say a word in poor taste. That is super poor taste, though. It's like, it's th- tough because it's it's almost kind of tongue in cheek. Because I mean, the Biden administration has, has done this throughout its throughout the time that it's been in, in place. Yeah, the Biden administration has done several tongue in cheek things. I mean, they've embraced the Brandon thing, which a lot of uh, conservative pundits are furious about because they're like, it's not a joke. I mean, well, you turned it into a joke, and and they've, yeah. they've embraced it. I also think it's hilarious that the guy who took Trump's uh, mugshot name was Brandon. Allegedly, <laughs> just, we're just going to go just with ties it together. We're yeah, we're going to just going to go with it. Um, so, based on some of the interactions and behaviors that this administration has had, I would not be surprised if that was an intentional troll. But it is also possible that yeah, you yeah, you, it's in your mind, but it's not conscious, and you just kind of. I don't, I get the trolling, but at the same time, the seriousness of this situation, we can't be down here. We got to be up here. No, especially (laughs) because the people who are really falling into these conspiracy theories, I think the root of this is they don't trust the government and that's a fair route to start with. Yes. So you're, you're not fixing the problem and you're, you're making it yourself seem more evil. Cause if you believe that the government did use a directed energy weapon to fry Hawaii and kill well, I mean, the death toll right now, I don't think is, it has not reached its max capacity. I think we're going to see probably hundreds of it's people. It's going to be a while and there may be people that are never found. Last I looked, I think 382 people were still missing. I think there's probably a slim chance. So 388 people were reported missing, but they were identified as having a first and last name and a contact number. Yeah. The rest of those citizens have not been released to the public. Because we don't know who they are yet. Yeah. So. And they're being vetted. I think, I think we're going to end up seeing hundreds of deaths from this. I think last I saw the actual toll was in the nineties, right? 
Yeah, um, 94, yeah, I we're believe. Gonna, we're going to see hundreds, As of this recording. By the time they're, they're finished um, with the really horrible work of having to go through and, and look for survivors. So I think while I understand the tongue in cheek, and I think that it is a thing that this administration has done a lot, it's an unfortunate choice of words if it was intentional because you're kind of spitting in the face of people who are suffering. And these conspiracy theories are coming from the reality that people have recognized the government doesn't really look out for their well-being, which it's, it doesn't. Essentially, this is all about we don't trust you. Yes. And so you're kind of don't saying, encourage hey, it. Hey, hey. Like, like you are the face of the government. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like if you don't want to address it at all, don't address it. Don't like side address it. Cause that just looks like if, if I believed that they used dues and I saw that, I'd be like, see, like they're just admitting to it, but they're doing it in such a low key manner. They can deny it. This is not the appropriate term for this because dog whistling is specific to racism. Like dog whistling ask where you're saying something in a way where you can deny it and say, that's not what I meant, but it's clear to everyone. That's what you meant. Right. That's what they're doing. And it's, it's not cool. Yeah. It's just, Again, it may not be intentional, but it seems intentional. Laser focus is just such a specific choice of words. Yep. Um, and and some celebrities ish have bought into this. Um, I haven't looked into like most of this, so I don't know what's going on other than Oprah has something out there, like thirty miles from not Lahaina, but one of the well, areas. Just, I, I I haven't looked up in, into anything with Oprah. Just um, and I don't know if she's bought into any of the conspiracy theories. Doesn't seem like a thing Oprah would do, but it's possible. Um, I ran into an article that's talking about, and this is a celebrity who has been off the rails for a while. He is an NBA player named Royce White. He is a former NBA player. He is now running for Senate. He is running on a platform that has unfortunately become very popular with a um, particular sect of American politics now, which is really the conspiracy theory platform. There are pictures of him. He wrote on the side, he's bald. He wrote on the side of his head, investigate Maui on one side and directed energy weapons on the other. He posted a video talking about, he believes that dues were used in saying people need to investigate that and that people should demand answers. And while I think that he is not well and that he has gone, you know, it's just, you don't have to look that hard really to see the government doing shady shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's out there. It's pretty fucking obvious. Look at our healthcare system. It look at our there. housing systems. It's, it's obvious. I'm um, not saying they aren't also doing nefarious shit, but it's just kind of like, there are things that we can look at and say, this is unwell, not okay. It's hurting people and we can actively see it. We don't need to also say that they're shooting lasers at people because they don't need to do that no, to fuck people it's, over. It's already bad enough. Mm-hmm. And I think he's right investigate Maui, but not in the way that that is probably being hashtagged all over the damn place. No, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Investigate what is actually going on and what the cause is so that this doesn't fucking happen again. Yeah. I I think the investigation is important. And I think an honest look at what the factors were that were involved to prevent it from happening again, because again, we can't control nature. There are, I mean, there was a hurricane that helped spread the fire. There are other things involved. However, it could have been significantly mitigated and maybe not even happened because there's, I think right now, a leading belief that what caused it was a um, power grid failure, which is possibly something that could have been prevented. I, I don't know, but there's, um, there are factors that I think we can be looked at to prevent it and to make changes going forward. So Hawaii is not being bled dry. Literally. Yeah. Like yeah. in the most literal sense. Yeah. Again, I mean, almost 50% of water usage in Hawaii is resorts and and tourism. And 
I understand that a lot of the people there rely on tourism and I don't necessarily think that tourism in itself is a horrible thing, but I think it needs to be done ethically. And and like you said before, equitably, where it's not people coming there and resorts not having limits on how much water they can use. And But they're residents. prioritizing them over the yep. residents and the agriculture there. Yep. That's a huge thing for yeah. Hawaii in yeah. general. Why aren't we like the the natives should be the people who they should be the ones who are deciding what the tourism looks like, not big corporations that are coming in and sucking up all of the water and sucking up all of the resources. And frankly, making the taxes really high because the people who there are people who've been there for generations who are being forced out because it's so expensive to live there. And isn't it one of the most expensive states, if not the most expensive state to live in? Yeah, I'm sure. From what I've been reading. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, it's it's a high desirable area. But again, it's the effects of colonization. And it's tough because I, I understand that they rely on tourism as a source of income. But a lot of the people benefiting from the tourism there are not the locals. It's, yeah, something needs to change. And I really hope that this is what helps it change. Um, I, I do think that the weather problems that have been going on this year specifically have made a lot of people go, oh, climate change is real. All of the scientists who've been saying for decades that it's real, we're right. And hopefully it's not too late. Probably is, but you know. I don't know. We even feel it here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In our no-name town in upstate New York. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And this is not, this blaming of wildfires on dews is not a new thing. It's not didn't start with Maui. They blamed California fires on it. I'm sure they've also blamed Canadian fires on it. Sure. Um, dues are, are a kind of freaky thing. You know, I went on to Lockheed Martin's site um, and read a little more about, so this is their quote on directed energy weapons. And I, going onto their website was kind of freaky because it's just like, it, it's a business and it's built like a business website. Right. But they're just talking about, you know, I mean, it is a military manufacturing company. They create things to kill people. That's what they do. Um, And I think that companies like Lockheed Martin probably have a very heavy hand in making a lot of government decisions because war is profitable. But on their page about directed energy weapons, they said delivering affordable, effective defense at the speed of light. Again, with that... Makes me real uncomfortable. And that's it. So this is the thing with, with dues. Um, at the speed of light. At the speed of Are light. Are you kidding me? It's real cute. It's real cute. You know, off camera, you were like, have you ever been on the Lockheed Martin website? Yeah. And I'm just like looking at you. Yeah. Well, if you look up directed <laughs> energy weapons, they're on the first page of search results. Oh, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I read again from the LOL government accountability office <laughs> um, more about the, the do weapons. And I think it they're interesting. I think it would be like, I want to touch base on them and kind of explain what they are. And, and I do think, you know, it is an interesting thing. And I think that they're absolutely going to be and probably have been used for not good reasons. Sure. I don't think they were used in Maui, but they are a weapon of the future, you know, so directed energy weapons use energy that's fired at the speed of light, such as a laser. Um, and they can be tailored to being something mild. So quote unquote mild used as a deterrent. So, um, there are people who believe that they've been used during protests. Um, so for crowds. Yes. And, um, I haven't done any research into their use in protests. I wouldn't bet against it. Well, we use sound. Yeah. Yeah. We we are, we are to use quote unquote non-lethal tactics. I don't know if you've ever seen a rubber bullet, but I wouldn't want to get hit by one. Oh my God. No. I've read horror stories about how painful that is and causing serious injury, people losing eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, so I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't put 
using directed energy weapons in, as a, a method of crowd dispersion past them if it's something that's already been done. The reason that dues are something that are being looked into along with, you know, preventing unmanned weapons like drones is they don't use bullets or missiles. So it's kind of an unlimited source of ammo. Is it cheap because of that reason? Um, well, according to Lockheed Martin, it is affordable. <laughs> and um, laser fast? Yeah. Speed of light, sorry. <laughs> Speed of light. I'm mixing, um, I'm mixing up the phrases here. <laughs> I imagine right now, um, it is kind of hard to, I'm probably on a watch list now. It is kind of hard to find out how much this stuff costs. <laughs> Me too. Um, according, according, I've been on one for a while. It's fine. Um, according to the GAO, the accountability office, they say that they, they are less expensive. And I imagine as time goes on, they will become more or less, less expensive. Now, if you look at a directed energy weapon, they look really big. And I think that's, again, kind of like when you look at the first computer and things are going to continue to shrink down. Sure. And I'm sure they have smaller versions that we don't have pictures of. So right now, um, again, according to the site, we don't really know what the long-term health effects are of these weapons um, because we're still studying them. They say that while dues have kind of been in the, in the ether of potential weapons um, for decades, they didn't really start testing them until fairly recently or like, you know, researching them. Like in a them. serious way. Yeah. Um, and, and they say, of course, you know, we're not the only ones doing this, which is, I'm certain, very true. And some of the issues with dues, again, allegedly currently, are that they're shorter range and they can be affected by weather, which makes sense when you think about what the quote unquote projectile is. Okay. So like again, they haven't harnessed it yet. It's yeah, it's not perfected uh, yeah. again, allegedly. Um, so, you know, they're saying that they're currently being explored for anti-drone technology and that that's their primary purpose. And then I went on to the Air Force's site and the Navy site because they also discussed dues in their, in their program. So the Air Force has a prototype called the Tactical High Power Microwave Operational Responder, Thor, which is a cool name. How dare they? Um, <laughs> and they completed that, I think, in 2014 as an anti-drone weapon. Um, oh, wow. So relatively recently. Yeah, yeah. And, um, okay, I can't find it. So I'm just going to try and say this from memory, but one of the challenges they're talking about is that they would like to have a directed energy weapon that they can um, change things like the magnitude and type and speed and all, whatever, all all the technical terms. A couple extra dials so they can make it do something at will. It's kind of scary though. It is. Okay. So some of the challenges that they're having with the directed energy weapons is trying to find a solid state. And this is from the office of Naval research, a solid state, high power microwave weapon that can be adjusted with each shot. So like between bandwidths, frequency, pulse widths, envelopes, et cetera, that kind of basically allow them to adjust, you know, okay, we need it to go farther or we need it to be more intense or we need it to be less intense or, or whatever. So is the idea behind that to have one do type device that you can make adjustments to like live in the moment. That's the impression I get. And it, I mean, again, bring it back to Star Wars, um, <laughs> you know, set to stun. So, you know, having a weapon where you can turn it on or off to like, okay, the red laser is going to kill and the blue circular one's going to stun you. Um, <laughs> which in some ways, I think that that can be a great way to have non-lethal combat. Yeah, but you know how humans are. Yeah, no, it's not going to be used for good. We but it can't, We can't handle that kind of power. No, we don't. We get crazy. <sighs> yes, we are the we are the creators of our own destruction. Oh so, my god! <laughs> going back to the conspiracy theory after that, like brief overview of dues. Sure. Yeah. Is, why not? <laughs> um, any almost any of the pictures or videos that you have watched, if you have watched any of them, are not from Maui. 
A lot of them are not. Um, the, if you see, I mean, there's one that's of a an explosion that I think actually happened in Ohio and someone photoshopped a laser beam, basically. It looks really that. real. It was photoshopped and it also didn't take place in Maui. It's really, really hard. And it's, it is, um, I don't want to place blame on people too much because it's very hard to find good sources. It, yes, to not fall for misinformation. And I'm sure I've fallen for it, I think, it's, it's really hard because it's everywhere. I just, I beg you to, to look deeply into these things. And well, again, now we're living in a time where you have to put images and things through AI, like test generator yeah. things, because you don't know what is real and what isn't. And I know there's a lot of different companies, including Google that are working on ways to make sure certain things will have a watermark yeah. to prove whether it's real or not. Like, that's just where we're at. It's becoming increasingly easy to um, quote unquote deep fake images. Yeah. And that also, um, that terrifies me because we're going to get to a point where it's going to be impossible to tell if you watch a video of someone doing or saying something, whether it's real or not. That scares the absolute living fuck out of me. I think it scares the fuck out of everyone. Yeah. And if it doesn't already, it should. Because it has the capacity to very easily ruin lives because mob mentality is very scary. It, again, it's not to look down on anyone because it's human nature to, to kind of have that, that mob mentality is born out of our need to connect and, and to trust each other. Cause humans do have an inherent trust in one another. And there's been a lot of studies that show that we do inherently want to trust other people. Yeah. So it makes mob mentality really easy to kind of succumb to. And it's very scary because you could put up a video of someone and you could watch it and you could then read, oh, that may be deep faked, but it's still like that is it's still in your head. It, it plays it done the, the damage. Yes. Yeah. Now and you have this doubt. It's, you know, it's fucking scary, man. Um, so just, you can be angry at the government and at the world for being unfair. And you can be angry at people for not respecting, you know, people's native lands and, and all of that stuff. You like, you have a right to be angry about that and, and you should absolutely do something about it. I think that you are doing yourself a disservice by trying to make it something that it's not because you are then allowing the real culprits to kind of, they're going to point at you and say, none of your concerns are valid because you're buying into conspiracy bullshit. And sure, some conspiracy shit can be and probably is real. Right. But if you look at this and say, yeah, this is the government's fault for not placing more restrictions on, on what corporations are allowed to do in Hawaii and for not listening to residents and for allowing the resorts to use all the water and making, making people live rationed. Um, you can be mad at that and you should be mad at that and demand changes. But as soon as you're like, but they use dues and they fried Hawaii, you lose the seriousness behind yeah. your demands. And then they're going to take all of what you say and they're going to say, well, they're crazy. All of what they say is crazy. Yeah. You're not credible. Don't anymore. let them do that to you. And then when it truly is a do, <laughs> a do. Yeah. You're the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. And somebody yeah. might not believe you. But also, I feel like sometimes people do things because they are so afraid that no one's going to believe them, mm -hmm. that they actually contribute to it in a way like people making fake photos because they want you to believe so bad because yes. they genuinely believe that's what's going on. Yeah. Or they have this motive or I don't want to say agenda because that's a little bit too nefarious, but it's all nefarious. Yes. Um, yeah. But they have a reason for wanting you to believe that you cannot be trusting your government, which 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we've talked about before how that is, I mean, aliens and cryptids are, and ghosts are, are some huge sources of examples of people doing that where yeah. what they're trying to prove might be real, but because they, it's so hard to capture or the real evidence is so, I don't remember what it was, but there's some, they're studying some allegedly haunted area and they studied for forever. And all they got was a chair just slightly nudging, which is fucking crazy and huge. But yeah. obviously people are going to watch that and be like, Right. Yeah, uh, because whatever. it's oversaturated with all these things that are like even bigger yeah. and better mm-hmm. and over time get proven to be fake yeah. or unfortunately are recorded in such a way that it's really hard to disprove either way. Yes. You know, yeah. because of the technology at the time. Yeah. It's the same idea. So just, you know, don't do yourself a disservice. And I'm not, who knows? Maybe the government did do that. I don't think they did. Oh my God. Can you imagine <laughs> when we do find out that oh it was my a God. Do? I will... Eat my words. I think the thing will, that but. for me, because I'm open to arguments that the government does shitty stuff because they do. Yeah. And I do. know they do. And I, I see it all the time. Anyone who pays attention sees it all the time. Yes. Anyone who has medical debt knows that the government does unfair fucking things. Yeah. But if you look at the sources and the alleged evidence that dues were used, they're all photoshopped and faked and coming from other sources. I have not found a drop of evidence where I'm like, you know what? That actually even slightly made me think that it might be a thing. It seems like all regurgitated ideas from each other, like how dues do not hit anything that's blue. And again, yeah. I will remind you, you wore an alarming amount of blue today. Yeah, it wasn't intentional, but <laughs> you sure? I'm, I, am, I am well protected, which again, also that's a pretty huge that's a big uh, claim. That's a huge gap in the effectiveness of a weapon. Yes. If it can't hit fucking blue things. I just. Like you said I earlier. I microwaved blueberries. They got warm. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not the same, but I'm just like. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And if you can't find. I think that there are bad actors involved in this conspiracy theory. I think that there are people who are trying to a sow more division and which has been intention behind a lot of conspiracy theories, especially politically related ones is sowing division because they know that we're stronger together. Okay. We yeah, are. We absolutely. are. We have a lot of power and there have been many times where people have come together and proven that we have power and we have enacted change. And it's really easy to stop that from happening when they start saying liberals are doing this. Conservatives are doing that. They're stronger when we're divided. As soon as they start throwing these conspiracy theories around and making X, Y, they're, they're breaking trust and we don't have to trust the government. But another thing is, you know, it makes it really easy to drown out a reality of what's going on. They're making this conspiracy theory go on again. Who knows if, if anyone is, but I think it's very likely that bad actors were involved in planting the seeds for this conspiracy theory, because as soon as you do that, well-intended citizens bite onto it and then it makes their beliefs lose legitimacy and right. then their power goes away. Don't let them take your power. Pay attention to that stuff. There is a conspiracy going on. They're trying to take your power and they're doing it and you're falling right into it. It's yeah. The, the, God damn. The cause is, is already very apparent. It's already right there. Well, and it's so easy to do when there's like, you're just in the moment. Yeah. This entire past month has been nothing but unanswered questions and really poor explanations as to why things are happening. And now you've been able to plant these really huge seeds of doubt in people. And it makes it really hard to actually investigate and find the reasons why this is actually happening and to confront that because now you're battling all these other really intense and more fun, yeah. quote unquote, reasons for why it happened. And, and I'm not 
putting anyone down who fell fell for this or believes it because no, it's, it's it's fascinating hard not to when you're constantly being bombarded with bullshit and i'm sure there are plenty of times where i'm scrolling through and i see a meme and i'm like oh my god i didn't know that it may not be true it's so easy to fall for misinformation because sometimes well intentioned sometimes bad intention but it's out there everywhere but we also understand that directed energy weapons are real yes they so are. they found and we have this thing that is very real and could be the cause for major fucking destruction. Yes. Yes. But you so, know what? We don't need them to cause major destruction because corporations bleeding the earth dry and taking advantage of indigenous and low income communities. They've already done that. For, they yeah. don't, we don't need a do to do it, guys. They're the human Climate version change of is doing it for us. Yeah. We okay, talked no about pun that. Intended. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> so evil. We've talked about this yeah. in our Watchers episode, how we're just doing a really good job ourselves. Yeah, you know? we are. We absolutely are. And it's hard because, I mean, there's also, we like to try and look, at, especially for things with climate change and this kind of stuff at personal accountability. And the reality is there's not a lot you can do alone to stop this stuff. If you recycle, God bless you, please keep doing that. I'm, I also recycle, but you not recycling is not why this is happening. No, it isn't. You buying fast fashion is probably not great, but it is not the singular cause of this happening. You know, it's, it is a lot of things and it's people taking advantage. They're trying to make money. They're trying to make money and they get to a point where they, they have enough money that they can lobby to make more money. You know, there are people who are suffering, who have lost their homes, who have lost their pets, who have lost their loved ones, who are stressing right now, not knowing where someone is because they can't get a hold of them. And I think that we need to direct our frustration and hurt and rage to something positive and to helping these people out and doing what we can to stop this from happening again. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, I think responsible tourism is an important thing. Paying attention to where you're going and listening to the natives that they're saying, we don't want you here right now. We need time to heal and recover, whatever. Being responsible and respectful of a location. It's, you know, I, I don't want to hate on anyone for being a tourist. I've been a tourist. I like visiting Same. places. I, I got married in Hawaii. My parents met there. My dad grew up there. Uh, I got married on Kona. But I, I also accept responsibility of, of being a part of that. You know, um, I didn't stay in a resort, but I was still someone who was there, who didn't live there, who was taking resources by being there. I think paying attention, like, you know, if you have a, a vacation planned in Hawaii, you know, over the next six months or whatever, maybe think about not going, you know, maybe donate what you were going to spend to go towards a relief fund or go somewhere else. <laughs> you know, just it's great to explore and learn other cultures, but just pay attention to when cultures are being exploited. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's something, including myself, people generally think about when they are traveling. It's really hard to be a good person. Uh, I don't want to even want to say good person, but it's really hard to be 100% ethical in today's society. You can't yes. own a cell phone. You can't utilize the resources we have now without in one way or another contributing to something. You can't buy clothing yeah. at Target without being unethical. It's The Good Place, which is one of my favorite TV shows, actually touched on this. And I think they did a really beautiful job of encapsulating that. It's important that you do everything you can within your power, but it's also important that you don't hate yourself for the fact that you do as much as you can but you also have to realize that in order to exist um, in this world, it is impossible to do so purely ethically. You can't have an iPad or an Android or any kind of technology. You can't wear Nike shoes. You can't buy stuff from Sheen. You know, you do what you can. And I think it's important that you do your research and don't go to Hawaii, you know, unless you're going there to yeah. help people and, and do recovery stuff, you know, 
Yes, I think it would be very smart and very responsible to cancel that trip and think about the residents who nobody else was thinking about. Yeah. So all they were thinking about is how they're in the way. And again, that comes down to people saying that it was development that wanted this to happen. And you know what? Maybe they did want it to happen. Maybe they're like, this is this is the silver lining for us because we get to buy it. I don't think that they caused the government to use a laser on them. But I'm sure there might have been some plans in place for if and when. Yeah. That happens. Yes. Natural disasters happen. It is an island. Yes. They do suffer from drought. Many places do. Yes. You know, and obviously hurricane weather. So natural things that even without climate change, you could say like droughts happen. Yeah. Wildfires happen. It's very possible that to an extent, again, power grid is probably what caused the fire, that a wildfire could have happened. However, the drought was significantly worsened by tourism exploiting the land and climate change. There were a lot of things that were preventable here. Yes. And that maybe this would not be anywhere near as bad and as costly. Yes. Had things or had Maui and other places yeah. Um, not been taken advantage of because of stuff like tourism. And yeah, and I know that's a huge economic thing for them, but it wasn't always like that. No. And it, again, it's Hawaii was forcibly colonized. And yeah. Oh, it's wild. It's the history. Yeah. What I can say, I didn't have like a ton that I was looking into because it got very specific about certain areas, but Polynesians did come to Maui, specifically around the area of Lahaina, I believe. There's a very good website about visiting Maui and how it was colonized, but who was there before and how there was somebody named something Cook European that came there. And even though... Was it James Cook? James Cook, I believe. Yes. Um, He went there and... Even though there was evidence that other Europeans had been there prior, he was the first one in the history books to be written as like the white guy that came there. And I love when they're like, oh, they discovered this place. Like, it, yes, it was it was there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they were yeah. seen as godlike. And yeah. I will double check this afterward just to make sure I'm not talking completely out of my ass. But I do believe there was somebody in his crew that died while on the island and the locals witnessed this death and realized that they were mortal and it caused a shitstorm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a really interesting, because you hear stuff like that happen a lot in, in instances of colonization where, again, history is written by the winners. Maybe they didn't think they were godlike, but you know, you get something that like you've never seen before who have weapons like you've never seen before and, and whatever. Sure. So you're like, oh my God, this God. And then realize it's not God. And then, you know, chaos ensues. Yeah. Um, it's not great. No. And you know, even, I don't think we've really talked about this too much, but even the militarization of Hawaii, I mean, there's a naval base there. Oh, yeah. That's why my parents met there. Cause my mom was in the Navy. Yep. And God, um, your mom is so cool. She, I know she's done. She's just done <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I mean, the military being there has caused significant issues to the residents. I mean, they've contaminated the water with oil leaks. Not just from the bombing of Pearl Harbor, but, you know, like just carelessness or mistakes happening and using a lot of water and bringing a lot of outside people in. And Hawaii has been a commodity itself. Its physical place has been a commodity for the U.S. since the 1800s. Yeah. And I think this is an example of something that needs to change. And I think it's important that we recognize that. I don't know. Things need to change. You know, Hawaii is suffering. California is suffering. (laughs) 
I mean, everywhere is seeing these effects and some places are really, really suffering from them. Again, it's, you know, they, they've said that the first places to really suffer during climate change are going to be the coastal communities. And while this specific instance, I don't think was, it didn't happen because they were on a coast. If again, if it was the power grid failure, it was something that happened because of, you know, man's interference with nature, I guess, in a way, but there are places that are going to, going to be underwater. You know, this is, this is just the start of things that we're, we're starting to see are getting serious. And, and these are just the start of the deaths that we're going to start seeing. And it, the people who are going to be suffering and who are going to be dying are the people who contribute least to climate change, the low-income populations, the indigenous peoples, the blacks, minorities, you know, the people who suffer the most from this are the people who have the least hand in the causation. It'll probably be so numerous events like this that you won't be able to say it was a do. This is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. I hope that it's not too late for us to make enough changes to make this planet habitable for everyone. And a lot of the things that I've seen and read have kind of said that, it, you know, the, the door has been opened. The floodgates are like the yeah. ship has sailed. They've been begging for prevention for decades and very little has really been done. Yeah. We're doing a lot of reactive things. Yes. Which is preventative things. I want to say the American way, but I think it's human nature. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's just, I mean, there are, are certainly other countries that are causing significant pollution. Um, looking at you, China. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's reactive. And I think part of it is people not worrying about it because it won't affect them. Yeah. And then also, I think it's human nature a little bit to just kind of have this invincibility feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to affect me or it's not affecting me. Therefore, I'm not going to really mm-hmm. try to, I don't know, help out in any kind of way. Yeah. Like I've, I've never been to Hawaii. I would love to go one day when it's okay for me to go. Yeah. Would not do that right now. No. I would turn my funds right around. Yeah. And try to give back. Yeah. And I will be talking again about ways that you can do that. Yeah. What I do have is a timeline of the events. And no matter what you believe in, this is what did happen in Maui. Yeah. This is a timeline of events from Hawaii News Now. This all began on August 7th. So the National Weather Service, they issued a red flag warning. And what this means is basically there were strong winds and really warm temperatures, very low humidity. And this was expected to increase the likelihood of fire danger, obviously. Tinderbox. Tinderbox. This was because of high pressure areas north of the Hawaiian Islands, but also low pressure systems happening at the south end. And that created Hurricane Dora. Yeah. Her trajectory was, or their trajectory, was predicted to pass far south of the Hawaiian Islands. By August 8th, 1215 a.m., there was an evacuation of upcountry Maui, which is kind of like in the middle of the island. And it was prompted after a brush fire was reported in that location. What ended up happening is 1,000 acres of land was scorched. And this was in the area of Olinda and Kula. So upcountry, middle of Maui. Then by 6 a.m., severe gusts were reaching speeds of 45 to 67 miles per hour. That is so intense. Yeah. Do we get wind like that around here sometimes? I don't even know. I think probably on the lower end. Yeah, Yeah, the lower end of that maybe. But that was reported in areas of Maui and these winds did topple power lines. Yep. And 
Lahaina became covered in dirt and debris and it swept through the entire town. So everything is just kind of like windswept. Yeah. Just chaotic. Yeah. Then about 40 minutes later, areas surrounding Lahaina Luna Road, Ale Mahaalu and Lahaina Bypass, they were evacuated because there was another brush fire that was reported in this location and more down power lines. Because of these down power lines, it caused further road closures. They just had to shut everything down so they can try to contain the fire. Yeah. And it is reported that the fire was contained within three hours and put out. Yeah. By 3.30 that afternoon, residents in these areas were forced to leave when another flare-up of fires began. This caused like a full closure of Lahaina Bypass. And it is at this big interstate. Yeah. And it goes all through. Yeah. It's like a major vein in that area. So about two hours later, 5.50 p.m., the fires in historic Lahaina have officially become out of control. Enormous flames engulf the town and embers drift through the black haze of smoke. As you can imagine, people are slowly driving as far away as they possibly can through the fire in huge lines. And they are being met with barricades at this time. Yeah. At 7 p.m., desperate to escape the heat of the blaze, people who are unable to get out of Lahaina, they are seen diving into the water off of Front Street And this area in Lahaina is very popular. Um, It's a very popular tourist area, famous restaurants, lots of shops and boutiques and beaches, docks to go boating, you know, you name it, you want it, you could find it on Front Street. Yeah. But this time people were sheltering in the water to try to get away from the heat of the flames and are also still being overcome with smoke. Mind you, All of these winds are still happening, these really high winds. So they're kind of fighting the current as well. Yeah. It is believed that many of the people that were in the water had already been there for hours because they couldn't get out. Yeah. So by 8 p.m., an MH-65 Dolphin aircrew and a smaller boat crew have been deployed to the Front Street Beach and Lahaina Small Boat Harbor. And this is by the U.S. Coast Guard. They are on a mission to... Rescue the people sheltering in the waters. Yeah. And by 9.30 p.m., 14 people were rescued by the Coast Guard from the waters surrounding Lahaina. I have not heard of that toll going up, like the, with the rescue efforts in the water. I'm, I'm hoping it did. Yeah. I would imagine at least somewhat. Yeah. There's a lot of videos online of people who had been in the water at the time and they remember seeing a lot of faces. Yeah of those that were kind of like nearby surrounding them, but they didn't see him afterward. So that's, I just, what time of day did you, you said this, said this was nighttime, right? So the people that are witnessed getting into the water, that was at 7 PM, but it is believed that several hours earlier, people were jumping into the water. It's just water. I just, I just can't imagine floating in water for hours watching, you know, your home burn. And your, your literal home your entire life up in flames. Yeah. And just, I mean, and also, I mean, there, there are things in Hawaii's waters that are not like, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I know I, that that is very scary. And especially at night, water at night freaks me out. I mean, yeah. I, I even playing video games, if I have to jump into dark water in a video game, it freaks me out. It's terrifying. It stresses me out and I can't imagine. It's, it's terrifying in the digital sense. Can yeah. you imagine? And also like some of the people that were out there, even during the daytime, all you see is black smoke. Yeah. It's Which just, makes, yeah. People it, are describing the fire and the smoke as a monster devouring the town. Oh, it's fucking terrifying. I, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine what it also felt like to finally be able to get out of the water, but then also not really knowing what's going to happen next. Yeah. The following day, August 9th, the absolute devastation of Lahaina can be seen by daybreak. The once beautiful and historic town is now post-apocalyptic. It's there's no color. Everything yeah. is gray and black and the smoke has mostly dissipated, but things are still. Yeah. It's just fucking bad. It is. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. But uh, homes and structures are a smoking pile of ash while others are just they just crumbled under the heat like yeah. stone structures. Yeah. Not a lot made it out of this in Lahaina, at least. Yeah. And what vegetation is left appears to be wrapped in a blanket of soot and the sapphire waters are clouded with ash and debris washing against the shore. And the one thing that really struck me and one of the first things I saw online when I was looking up pictures, because I was trying to figure out what the deal was with the directed energy weapons. And the first thing I saw, it was based on evidence of all these cars having their doors shut as if you know, they're in a line because everybody had to just leave and abandon their vehicles. And what they're saying is that all their doors and windows were shut because of directed energy weapons. So So they just fried in their cars, but they're exactly that's what people are saying. But when I started looking up those images, I saw a bunch of neon X's on cars. I thought I knew what it meant. Yeah. And I wasn't wrong. Yeah. And it's really sad and scary, but basically the neon orange X's yeah. that you see on structures and buildings on vehicles, it's to denote to others aiding in the relief efforts that this area has been searched yeah. for victims. Yeah. What I didn't know, and it took me a minute, um, cause I told you it takes me sometimes a little <laughs> bit too long to put two and two together. Yeah. The letters HR are also on cars and other structures. And that means human remains. Yeah. So that means human remains were found inside. Yeah. And need to be recovered or were recovered. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I know some of the other things people pointed out too were along with people being, you know, dead in their cars with the doors closed. And something I think people need to keep in mind is a things can be moved around and, sure. and, and whatever, but also people react differently to near death events or traumatic things. Like people do not always act rationally. And sometimes there's the fight, flight or freeze, you know, it's very plausible that someone could have overheated in their car before anything even started that like they had their car running and smoke came in and they got CO2 poisoning or that they just panicked and didn't know what to do. And by the time they knew what to do, they were trapped in their car. Yeah. Um, There's, there's so many reasons that could be aside from directed energy rays and, you know, same with like the trees that don't get damaged. Trees are filled with water. They're very dense. Thank you. Like if you look at any forest fire, it is not uncommon to see some trees still standing. There are some trees that are kind of built to survive fire. Um, it's yeah, like aren't the, there banyan trees? There's like one really famous historic one in Lahaina, actually. Um, I I know. I yeah. 
It didn't. Um, but yeah, there are rational reasons behind why things happen. And I understand if you don't know those things, looking at it and being like, that picture looks like it's evidence of something sketchy. I understand that. It does but, look bizarre. Yeah. But also it is very human. Do you ever leave your car doors open when you leave to go into a store? No, no, you don't. You shut them. Oh yeah. I've never exited my car and left the door open. Yeah. I could see a world in which you would shut and lock your doors thinking that you might come back to your car. But yeah. the reality is that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, if I was stuck in my car and the fire was encroaching, I would get out, shut, lock and leave. Yeah. Because maybe if nothing else out of habit, literal human rituals yes. that we have just regular everyday reasons as to why these car doors were probably shut. Yeah. And also I had a friend that passed away when I was in junior high. Um, there was a, a fire in a cabin that he and a couple of friends were staying in overnight. And it wasn't the fire that ultimately yeah. was the reason why he died. Yeah. It was smoke inhalation. Yeah. There is so much smoke. You can watch the videos of it, yeah. vet your videos, but still you can see that someone could be easily overtaken by that Yeah, in their car. Yeah. You know, that's filtering that through your vehicle. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. As of recording this episode, there are around 94 confirmed deceased people yeah. in Lahaina and in the surrounding areas. This could also be tourists as well. Yeah. And, oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. As of recording this episode, I just updated this this morning. 115 people are confirmed deceased. 150. 115. 15. Yes. And that could be a mix of residents and also tourists. Wow. Um, I forgot I updated that. And the FBI are vetting a list of 1,100 missing people, 388 which have been confirmed to have a first and last name along with contact information. Yeah. The rest have incomplete information and that's why they're still vetting the list. Right now, I want to talk a little bit about the Red Cross. What they've done already this past month is provide 57,000 overnight shelters and hotel stays in Maui and Oahu thus far. And they've been working with Hawaii Emergency Management Agency and yeah. FEMA if you need to arrange for a hotel emergency housing, you need to call 1-800-733-2767. That's 1-800-RED-CROSS. We will have links to all of these resources in the show notes. Yeah. And, and ways you can donate. And ways you can donate. Yeah. If you need to find a loved one that you still cannot get in contact with, you need to also call this number again, 1-800-733-2767. Please select option four and follow the voice prompts that say Hawaii wildfires. Provide as much detail about your loved one as possible to aid in the effort of identifying them. Just know that there is a high call volume due to many people inquiring about their missing yeah. loved ones. And if you need emotional support, you have at your disposal a hotline. It's called Disaster Distress Helpline. They provide 24-7 counseling and support for those in a disaster. The number is 1-800-985-5990. Also, for those interested in helping specifically with the Hawaii wildfires, there is a form that you can fill out. It's a donation form. We'll have a link to this on our website and show notes. Or you can call the Red Cross number. 
or you can text the word Hawaii to 90999 to make a $10 donation. The Red Cross is saying that cash donations are the fastest means. Cash is king. Yeah, cash is king. But also the Maui Food Bank, they are looking for shelf stable items, anything with a pop top that has protein or like ready to eat meals, MREs. Yeah. They're also looking for rice, protein bars, baby food, diapers. Yeah. Yeah. Personal care products like feminine hygiene, dental care, toiletries and paper towels. Other things obviously are bottled water. Please donate bottled water. Coolers, flashlights, big items like generators, if possible, clothing, bedding, and first aid items. Yeah. And I just want to warn everyone to please be careful when you are choosing a charity to donate to. There are a lot of people that do really beautiful things in the name of charities and for charities, and they're genuine. But there are a lot of people that like to capitalize on tragedy. Yes. So if you see that someone you follow online is doing something in the name of a charity and that's what the donations you're giving to them are going to go to, go to that charity site instead. There's actually a website. It's called charity.ehawaii.gov. And in order to be a charity, you have to be registered with the attorney general. This website that we will also have in the show notes, you can type in the charity that someone is saying that you can donate to and it'll tell you whether it's registered in Hawaii or not. There's thousands of charities, thousands of them registered in Hawaii that you can donate to. Yeah. I found a really great article from the Honolulu Civil Beat. It's a list of places to make donations, what they're looking for. They also have a list of do's and don'ts. Some people may try to give items to the fire departments. They cannot accept those items. There's some rules, yeah. but they also give locations and times of when to go and make your drop-offs. Yeah. And also, if you would like to volunteer to help in recovery efforts, they also have resources there. And again, you can reach out to the Red Cross to find out better ways to help Yeah, in the efforts to rescue and to give aid. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really dark. And I feel yeah, sad. Yeah, this was not, not an upbeat episode. Um. We apologize. It's yeah. uh, just something that we initially were going to kind of make it a little more conspiracy focused because, you know, that's kind of the fun aspect of things. But it just, um, in all it's reality, not fun, and y'all, it's not fun. <laughs> it is very serious. Yeah. And I think we could definitely in the future do an episode about dues and about other forms of energy where it's like science and science fiction are finally kind of meeting together and becoming realized. Absolutely. But um, I also find it very timely to discuss what is going on, no matter what you believe Mm -hmm. and that there is a very real situation going on for people that have been displaced. Yeah. At the end of the day, whether you think it was dues or whether you think it was just something that was going to happen regardless or whether you recognize the climate change and colonization and over tourism that was going on regardless of what the cause was people still need help and people are suffering so i think it's important to make sure that that is the that is the most important thing that we take away from this and that if you can help you know help do what you can to get us to a place where the world is a better place even <laughs> if it's a little thing you know um just even if it only affects one person. Yeah. You throw you that know? starfish into the sea. Yep. It matters to one. It really does. Yeah. Would it be terrible to end 
with a terrible Ellsworth would you rather I I was thinking <laughs> about that I I can't um I'll is it see bad? <laughs> let me see if I have a funny one we can end everyone on a laugh yeah um not to take away no from what's going on but give me something to smile about no pressure okay we'll do we'll do a lighthearted one this is not a funny one I don't believe you no it, it is would you rather have a free dog or a free cat <gasps> how am I supposed to choose you gotta pick one wait free dog or a free cat Am I making a choice without context? I don't get to know the breed. No. I don't get to know the age. No. But I have a cat and she is the knight. She is. And I don't know how she would feel. Where I think I can hear her snoring somewhere. Can you? Yeah. It's just a very soft. <laughs> oh my God. She wheezes <laughs> like an old man. Yeah. So it is ours. <laughs> it must be a cat thing. <laughs> I worry about her sometimes. <laughs> um, oh, you know. I am a dog person who has a cat, so I would love a little, a little puppy. I would, uh, I would definitely <laughs> pick, um, I would definitely pick, um, I would pick a dog just because I want Durden to have a sibling. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. Like, I actually think Nyx would do very well with another cat in the home. Not too sure. Yeah. About a canine. And definitely, I, I would love to have a dog one day. I want a little a little puppy that's going to grow into this big, massive thing yeah. that I can cuddle with and be the size of a bear. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. But you definitely go with dog? I would go with dog. Because well, I'm so allergic to cats. Oh, I love cats. Oh, that's true. But, um, yeah. What would you name it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you really can't know until you look at them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's not like. You have to see them. Yeah. It would have to fit the personality. Yeah, it's yeah. like I know people trash others for not being able to pick out a baby name months in advance. Sometimes you don't know until no. you look at them. Yeah, I think there are some cultures where they don't name them right away. I agree. Like, you got to fit the personality, man. Yeah, I know. What if you name him a Tony and he's a Terry? <laughs> you don't look like Tony. <laughs> yeah, that was the wrong choice. Your parents messed up. Not all Tonys. Oh, I like that one. But don't make me pick. I think I have another one that's less, less fun, but funnier. Would you rather, for the rest of your life, you can only pick one, bra or underwear? Can't wear the other. Okay. I would choose, wait, what I can have? You can only wear one. You can't wear the other ever again. Okay. Here's my hack for that. Shelf top camisoles. Talked about this in our apocalypse to go bag episode. You'd have to just get the camisole. It's 2023. I don't really care if you wear a bra, like yeah. whatever. Well, yeah, but like it's a comfort thing. It is a comfort thing for me as well. Yeah. Like I need, you need something. structure to like, you know. What if you have to run? Yeah, dude, running. And I don't, I'm not well endowed, but running without a bra on is. I'm not well endowed. Pleasant. Either. I'm, I'm on the committee. So, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's still, it's still, uh. It hurts, man. If you yeah, even it's painful, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like people saying, like when guys get hit in the junk, it hurts. Have you ever been kicked in the vajay, like during soccer or something? I was not an athlete, my friend. You weren't? No, I was oh homeschooled. God. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I don't know why you strike me as athlete. Don't, I think don't I, mean to pigeonhole you. I think you. I probably would have played sports had I had more of an opportunity to do so. I'm just saying. But if you get kicked down there, no matter what I, it's I've looking never like, been full force kicked in the cooch. I've been hit. Hurts. hit. That hurts. Oh, that's. I don't. It's I, a gland. It, it hurts. Is. Yeah, man. That, it is an unpleasant <laughs> sensation. Oh my god! 
Yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah. No, I want underwear. Yeah. I just, I, I think like, I'd pick underwear too. For Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like that separation of whatever's happening down there. Yeah. I think that we are lucky where we could fairly comfortably survive without bras. Cause I have yeah. friends who like, it would could be not. an unpleasant life for it, them. Like that would be the option that they have to take. Yes. Also, I wouldn't be opposed to using some type of cloth or duct like tape. Like a binder or something. Yeah. yeah. A binder. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Ace bandage if I had to. Yeah. I would duct tape. You well, would use duct tape? Well, not directly on it. I oh, was going to say. Well, that's for times. No. <laughs> that's how you take skin off. That is how you take skin yeah. off. Yeah. I've used the um like the KT tape I used oh, yeah, um, under my wedding dress actually. That takes skin off with it. You used KT tape under your wedding dress? It was it was That's smart actually. As it didn't say KT tape. It was meant oh. as boob tape. But when I got it, it was very clearly skin colored KT tape. And I think essentially it's almost the same thing, right? Yeah, except KT tape has more of a hold than boob tape does. Uh, um, I was very raw. It was a very unpleasant experience trying to remove it. I will say I like screwed up my back a couple months ago and um, it was awful. And I went to the chiropractor. Um, we'll do a future episode about chiropractor science. Or the lack thereof. Or yeah, just the, the <laughs> science behind the the fringe medical stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. I am very lucky that in that situation it super helped me and my chiropractor put KT tape on my back. Yes. Um to kind of relieve some of the pressure going on. But when I took it off, there was a long red streak and I was like, oh, it's just irritation. No, it wasn't coming off. Yeah, it was like a Biore strip. Usually when I Don't use, use those, KT tape, I leave, I let it fall off on um, its own. Or, or I wait until the stickiness has started to lose because I think I left it on for like three days, showered with it oh, and everything. And it still, it still, it was on there. Deflushed you. Huh? Was my back like super dry maybe? No, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it holds on pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. KT tape, you guys. It works though. I've used it for quite a few different muscle pulls or whatever. I dislocated my knuckle once and I like uh-huh. had it to hold it in place. The tendon that goes from the bone in your hand over your finger to help you move the finger uh-huh. um, was no longer in the place it was supposed to be. <gasps> so like it was this hand. You can kind of see it now, but you can kind of see the tendon like slips off the knuckle. When it first happened, it was extremely unpleasant. Yeah. Um, wrap your hands when you're using a punching bag. So I'm, I'm <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> Again, took me a second. Just don't be dumb. That's all. That's all it really boils down to. It was, it wasn't like I do wrap my hands if I'm actively using a punching bag, but it was cool. just like, it was one hit. I wasn't like, yeah, it I was wasn't doing one-up. anything. It was just one hit and it wasn't even full force, but it like that. Yeah. No intent to kill all, there. It was all it took. Just pop that baby off. <laughs> so. I have this bone here. Do you see? I do. What do the fuck see? is that? My mother calls it my friend. She told me she'd get me a sock for it one day. Ugh. But you can see like. Because you, you do have like there is something that's supposed to be there, but that's yes. not normal. I've had people tell me it's a ganglion cyst. It is not. It is a uh, bone from an old injury, but I. Just like a little spur. Is that the right term? Well, basically when you get a hand injury, sometimes um it will calcify as it's healing and yeah. it can create an abnormally large bump. And therefore we That's, have my friend. How have I never noticed that before? That is 
grotesque. Oh, but let me tell you what, (laughs) if I'm going to hit my hand against something, this is the first thing it hits. But Mm -hmm. also if I moved my hand and put pressure on it in a certain way, one of my tendons will get trapped around it and I can't move my hand past this. Otherwise it's extreme, extreme pain. Yeah. It sucks really bad, but also part of me just doesn't want to get surgery and to deal with fixing it would probably end up leaving you just as handicapped as I mean well not handicapped but you know what I mean like yeah. leaving you just as damaged as you are now so yeah so I have that weird problem with this hand yeah. I have like hopefully still stage one carpal tunnel in this hand but I don't want to do anything to exacerbate yeah. the current fuck up of yeah. my hands plus I won't be able to draw or paint yeah I so uh, it's, it's just, just what happens when you work it. on a computer all the time. Yeah, it's just, absolutely. And, and it's that's just the world this yeah. day and age. So yep. you really can't avoid it. No. Um, so lesson learned. Don't use KT tape on your boobs as a bra. Nope. Or if you do, uh, don't take it off the same day. Yeah. Wait until it starts to peel off a little bit on its own and then you can probably slowly remove it under hot water. But I wonder if you could like loosen it up with an oil or something. Probably. Right? Probably. Yeah. I, I would hope so. I didn't think about that. I just... What is the science behind KT tape? Some form of adhesive, I guess. The glue? Yeah. And then like the elastic. Yeah. Whatever to... Yeah. Kind of worked. Yeah. <laughs> to make I mean, me feel better. <laughs> yeah. It, it does. It definitely does. Um, I mean, John's ribs... I don't even know what this is called. I've never heard of anyone else who has this. The lower portion of his, like the floating ribs, mm-hmm. um, when he sneezes, they they pop up. Um, I have oh pictures of it. It looks like alien is bursting through. So it happened. I think he got headbutted in soccer or something. He got hit at one point um, and actually like was temporarily paralyzed. Like very temporarily, he was paralyzed, and that's when it started happening. And I think oh something just like broke there. Um, and didn't heal. And so properly. when he sneezes, they just like they stick out like a broken tooth. That's basically wild. It happened for like over a year with us dating before I saw it happen with his shirt off. And I was like, uh, I know <laughs> you always said your ribs. Cause sometimes your ribs will crack or like if you yawn wrong, you can feel them crack, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and that's unpleasant, but I assumed that's what was happening. You know, sometimes your ribs just need to be like popped back into place, mm-hmm. but no, it's like something bursting out of his chest. That's so they had the him KT tape it and it, it fixed it. And, but then he stopped because it was making his skin raw and then it returned. But oh I think it was something God. to do with, like the muscles were just. Does he ever wear like some type of brace to make sure it doesn't happen? No. Oh, I can just see that complicating things when he's older. That's what, yeah. That's really scary. It is. It is so odd. I've never heard of or seen anything like that happen on someone else. So rib cages are wild, but so is John. <laughs> yes, this is true. He's a unique specimen. Barrel. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, poor John. Uh, Damn. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you guys. Check the blog post on our website. We'll have all the links to everything we've discussed. Yep. I have everything in my sources yeah. that are easy to get to. Yeah. And just, you know, do what you can to help others and, you know, still take care of yourself. Don't hate yourself for living in, in this world yeah. and, and surviving in this world. But, you know. And instead of eating. Yeah. Seriously, pay attention. Don't feed into really controversial theories, um, maybe later, yeah. but, but let's focus on what actually needs to get done and help each other. Don't spread lies and rumors, spread love instead, spread kindness pay, instead. Pay attention to your sources, yes. you know, and, and even I have done this. If you share something and then after you realize that it was misinformed, own up to it. 
It's, Say so. We, we all we all fall for it. It is consistently out there. Again, that's what we're living with now. Yes. It is very easy to I made sure that I vetted all of my resources today as to where you can go and where you can donate. Yeah. Um, I was very careful about that because I don't want to give false information about yeah. where you can aid. Yeah. And then just have your money taken out from underneath you and it's used for I don't know something else. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um be, be very careful about those things. Yeah. And you know, Give yourself the grace and forgiveness. You're allowed to make mistakes. Just recognize when you do it. And if you've shared information that's not accurate with other people and you realize that it's not accurate, be open about it. Be like, hey, I just received new information because it happens. And sometimes it's not even misinformation intentional so much as it is misunderstanding of information and misinterpretation of information. And then when you, there are things that we might find out about this that. Exactly. Yeah. I might find out that some of these sources are not totally credible. Yeah. You know, um, I did want to use a lot of resources for my notes today that were coming from Hawaiian outlets. Yes. And hear it from the people that it's happening to. Yeah. But still, you never know. Yeah. If this has affected you, I'm, I'm sorry that you are experiencing whatever form of grief or fear or distress or anger or sadness or whatever. It's not fair. It really sucks. And even if it wasn't influenced by mankind's behaviors, which we're sure it was, but even if it wasn't, it's still unfair. It doesn't make it any less shitty. Yeah. Um, Maybe takes a little of the rage out of it, but you know. Doesn't hurt any less. Yeah. You have a right to stand up for yourself and to try and, and make things better and continuously improve. And you know what, if you were a tourist during that time, or if you were planning on going, you know, it doesn't make you a bad person, but this is an experience and an opportunity for you to kind of try and be a responsible tourist. And and we're all constantly learning and trying to be better people and, you know, just be responsible and respectful of the places you go. Yeah. And understand that it might be, you know, less fun for you, but more beneficial to the countries and the places that you visit. Don't go there when they need help. Don't necessarily go there when there's a lot of protests going on or when they're facing a natural disaster, because obviously they need help and they need to pool their resources accordingly. Mm -hmm. And by going to these places to take a vacation, it puts them in a place where they can't necessarily do that. Yeah. And the people running the show won't let them either. No. And that's another thing is, you know, a lot of that information is buried because when I first typed in, when we were doing the research, I typed in Maui and the first page of stuff that popped up was not talking about the fires. It was talking about where to book hotels. So you may not have known this information. Doing this research, I've seen a lot of things of of saying, you know, Hawaiian residents are begging tourists to stop coming here. That information is not immediately accessible when you look up Hawaii or Maui or whatever area that you're looking to go to. There are companies that are paying for their results to show at top of the line, you know, book this resort, find airlines, whatever. So it can be hard to find this information. And this is an opportunity. Um, Yeah. It's a complicated, really confusing, stressful world for everyone in it. (laughs) And uh, we're sorry. (laughs) This wasn't a fun or funny episode, but Maybe um, next time. Yeah. You know, it was, it was interesting. It's like a immediate after hours to what's going on in Hawaii right now. Yeah. Quick thinking on your part. You know what? It's because I saw something on Facebook and it was a picture of a red roof and a blue roof. And someone said, if you know, you know. And I was like, well, I don't know, but I would like to know. Really? So I had to read through the comments. And then I saw people's, I saw D-E-W, like D dot E dot W. And I was like, the fuck is that? And that's what led me into wow. this whole Conspiracy. I mean, obviously I knew about the Maui fires, but I didn't right. know about the, the conspiracy theory. And that's kind of, yeah. 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 So it was just someone shared that on Facebook and I was 
If you I know, heard, you know. I guess I don't run in the right circles to <laughs> to hear that kind of stuff. No. But, yeah. I. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And fucked up. Yeah. And now we know, I guess. Yeah. Now we know. And Whatever. now you know. And <laughs> um, yeah. And if you have information, you know, if we misunderstood something, if there's something more that you wanted us to share or whatever, you know, let us know. We're open to uh, anything pretty yeah. much. And we're yeah. open to continuing this conversation. It can help in some kind of way. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And you can find us online at Devil's Dirt Star on pretty much every platform, Twitter, Instagram, not sorry, not Twitter. We don't use that anymore, but uh, <laughs> threads, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Just find us devilsdirtstar.com. There's a contact form if you want to reach out to us. Yeah. And then we're wherever you can listen to podcasts or your favorite platforms. Yeah. Follow us, leave us a review. You don't have to follow us on Patreon to help us out. You know, just following us, liking our stuff, giving us a five-star review, that kind of stuff is tremendously helpful. So but seriously, if you want to spend some money, go support Maui. Give him some love. I know I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> Stay, Stay dirty. dirty.